Welcome to the weekly podcast all about turning the great American RV adventure into stress-less camping. Each week we explore tips, tricks, ideas, and destinations and talk to the happiest campers in the RV world. Pull up a seat at the campfire as we enjoy some stress-less camping. Welcome to the campfire. Indeed, I'm Tony. And I'm Peggy. And we are two RV industry veterans who travel part-time in a small trailer looking to share big adventures and help you with great tips, tricks, and discounts. Indeed, we are coming to you from right under the flight path of LAX. That's <laughs> we right. We are indeed. So if you hear a plane, Don't worry, that's we're not why. flying anywhere. No, gosh, <laughs> Just no. Just camping under the airport. Yeah, so there's a beachside campground that is called Dockweiler State Beach in LA. And you can camp right, essentially right on the beach. They have big fire pits. But the downside is, well, there are two. One, all night long, gigantic planes fly right overhead. Mm -hmm. And two, it's 75 bucks a night. It is literally the most we paid this entire trip. Yeah, it's very expensive and it's literally just completely blacktop. Yeah. There's no space between sites. Nope. You know, I guess that's what you get for wanting to camp on the beach. But this isn't what I have in mind when I think of camping on the beach. But we're close to where our old stomping grounds. And so we're hanging out with some old friends. And yeah, it's we're enjoying it. So I guess it's worth it. Yeah, that part's <laughs> great. Our house used to be about four blocks from here. So we are hanging out with friends we haven't seen in a good while. And Yeah. But speaking of good friends. Indeed. We are just on our way home actually from Sadly. from a long trip which we've been talking about but the most recent thing that we did was the rv miles meetup at verde ranch rv park in camp verde arizona yeah that was so fun so it was jason and abby's inaugural meetup for the rv miles presence and they had well, there was quite a few campers there all big fans of rv miles as we are yes I and mean, we've been listening to them i think since the first few episodes when they were traveling around in a converted school bus. <laughs> now they're on their third rig, a big fifth wheel. They have a, a really substantial following. I mean, you've heard them here before, of course, as well. So we got to participate in the meetup and it was just a whole bunch of fun. It was a lot of fun. You know, they had campfire every evening and they had kind of a coffee talk time every morning and, and provided some sugary snacks for us. And, <laughs> You know, we just chatted and talked and then we spent days doing other kinds of, you know, exploring and making friends. And, and by the way, it was Jason's birthday. Yes, it so was. one night we even had cake. That was good. <laughs> we had cake around cake. the campfire. That was great. We also got to be on the RV Miles podcast. So we'll put a link to that. Yeah, uh, that was like really to, fun. If you don't get enough of Tony and Peggy <laughs> once a week, I can't imagine that. But right. anyway, you can hear even more. By now, we'll also put a link to we're going to be on the RV show USA again tomorrow, but you know, this will be this will be post mortem. <laughs> so it's tomorrow as we record this, and it's, it's yesterday, yesterday as, you, as hear you hear it. <laughs> Unless you hear it even further in the future. Right. Anyway, boy, this is getting confusing. <laughs> but we had a great time, and Jason and Abby were so gracious. You know, it was I kept telling them it's their party. You know, and they wanted it to be a party, not their party. But they were so nice and introduced us 
as stressless camping to their fans and we made some great new friends but we just really we almost wondered if we should go because we didn't want it to be that way we wanted to just go as fans of jason right, and Abby. yeah we didn't want to <laughs> take anything away from them basically doing something for their audience right and so it was a it was a real concern of ours but it didn't work out that way we are fans of we RV definitely miles, are so fans of we RV miles. yes <laughs> so there you go and if you're not a fan of rv miles yet you should be as well because they do a super terrific job. Yes. Well, we will be right back with uh, talking about a solar solution that I really, really like. Everybody seems to be talking about lithium batteries for their RVs. Of course. They charge faster, last longer, weigh less, and require zero maintenance. Plus, you don't have to replace them every few years. We love Lion Energy's safe lithium batteries, and with their limited lifetime warranty, they're the last batteries you'll have to buy for your RV. Of course, we have a discount for you on our Discounts and Deals page, and you can learn more about why lithium is the way to go. So we met up with Brian Hills from Solar Advantage in Arizona at the FMCA. And initially I thought it was the Lion Energy booth because he had all the Lion Energy products mm -hmm. there, which you just heard about and which we are big fans of. But Brian is an independent contractor and does complete solar systems. So anything from a trickle charger to complete ridiculous 1200 watts of solar on the roof of your RV, that type of thing. And the nice thing about the way Brian works is he provides a complete solution that, that just works and is easy to put together. And I've talked to a lot of people who are solar installers and all this stuff, and I've never found anybody I was this impressed with. So without any further ado, we're going to bring you an interview that we recorded at the FMCA conference in Tucson. Let me know what, what you think. I think Brian does a super job. So without any further ado, here Here's it is. Brian. We are here at the FMCA convention in beautiful... Tucson, Arizona. I can never remember where I am. But it's and, beautiful. Yeah, and we are with Brian Hills from Solar Advantage. And I have seen a lot of solar stuff. As you know, a lot of you guys even ask me solar questions. And I found a compatriot who really knows his stuff. Brian, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, I'm Brian Hills. I have a company called Solar Advantage in Tucson, Arizona. And we do some different things with solar. And that's what I saw. What initially attracted me to your booth is you are a Lion Energy affiliate or dealer. Correct. So we carry all of the Lion Energy products. We're a direct dealer for them. So any of the products that are available on the website are products that we carry, we have available, we have in stock. One of the things that's great to know about the Lion Energy batteries or lithium batteries in general we carry four different manufacturers ourselves because there are some subtle differences between the batteries. The core technology is the same, but battery management systems vary. And so depending on the design of your system that you'd like to put into play, we have the right type of battery to suit your needs. One of the things that also impressed me is you have some flexible solar panels in a variety of odd and unusual sizes 
to put on the roof of your RV that require no drilling and no adaptation, essentially, of the RV. That's correct. Our solar panels come with a mastic adhesive backing. We've got about 20 different shapes, sizes, wattages, all the way from 50 watts all the way up to 360 watts per panel and increments in between. The benefit of this is that we're able to take the roof of your coach where you have your air conditioner, your vents, your refrigerator vent, bathrooms, whatever, and we're able to put together different sizes and shapes of panels to get the amount of solar total that you need. Now something that you mentioned about no holes drilled, which is very important in an RV, but also these panels are hailproof, golf ball proof, Wow. You can walk across them on top of your RV. And in fact, both of my manufacturer's panels were developed to meet military spec. Now, I don't recommend you try this, but you can actually shoot a rifle through the panels. <laughs> we really can't try it? <laughs> no, you can try it if you want. <laughs> However, what that means is although something could penetrate the panel, the panels continue to produce energy around the wound. So if, heaven forbid, something jabs your panel, it'll still work. Plus, hail, golf balls, walking across them does not impede the performance of the panels. So you don't have a glass panel mounted to your RV with four brackets and eight screws penetrating it. Also, that's sitting above the roof, which creates wind lift, stressing your roof. It also can create whistling and noise as you're going down the road. Right. These panels don't do it. Now, funny little side, I, people say, well, how do you install them? And I ask them, can they install a Band-Aid? <laughs> and if you can install a Band-Aid, you can install these panels. It's got a white vinyl backing just like a Band-Aid does. So you peel the backing off, you stick them down to your RV, you've got solar. Now, one of the things I had heard about flexible panels is they don't last as long because of the cooling and just in general. And sure. you had addressed that as well. I had, and I do, and I will, for anybody <laughs> that wants to talk directly with me. So the panels do attach directly to the roof, which means they don't have the air cooling all around them. So they run a little bit warmer than a conventional solar panel, which means there's a coefficient, a thermal coefficient, which means your panel's running warmer. So it's producing slightly, and I mean slightly less energy than it, if it was running at a higher temperature. So there's a marginal difference, which we feel is dramatically offset by adhesive, no holes drilled, unbreakable, walkable, 80% lighter than conventional solar on your RV. There's a myriad of reasons. So is this the perfect solution? No, it's not. But we feel that it's an advantageous solution, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, solar advantage, that makes it a viable reason to install these panels instead of drilling a bunch of holes and having glass panels that can break on top of your roof and you have to scoot around them rather than directly over them right. compared to conventional solar. Well, you would also mention that there's a warranty that was quite impressive on the panels as well. Yeah. So the manufacturers, the warranty is, and let me make sure I get the numbers right, at 25 years, the panels are warranted to produce 95% of their rated power output. At 30 years, they're warranted to produce 90% of the power. So you can see that these panels, like all solar panels, have about a 25 to 30 year life expectancy. Now the adhesive that's on the back of the panel, the manufacturer warrants that that adhesive will stick for 30 years. 
Okay. So we consider this to be a 30-year solution. Now, I've had some people ask, well, if it's stuck for 30 years, what happens when a panel goes bad? Well, first of all, the incidence of a panel going bad is essentially zero. Because these panels, you have to think about it, they have no moving parts, they have no active electronics. They're not powered up, there's nothing to fail. And as so, you said, if one little bit of it has a break or something, a or tear, a tear or something. that doesn't affect the entire panel, that's just that one little pixel that you're going to just look at for the sure. rest of your life, but it's not going to hurt anything. <laughs> I, hopefully you're not standing on top of your RV looking at your, you need to get a life if that's the case. Yeah, right. <laughs> So sometimes people ask me, well, what happens if a panel fails? Well, what we do is we knock off the box on the top where the wires come out of the solar panel. We buff up the surface of the panel and we stick another one on top of it. Now still, that means a total depth of about 3 sixteenths to a quarter of an inch of depth. Mm -hmm. But we've never had that experience. We've never had to do it because these panels are so durable, meeting military spec, Golf balls bounce off, hail bounces off. If you scrape a tree branch, big deal, doesn't break your panel. Something to consider on a glass panel panel for an RV application. I heard a guy the other day tell me that an RV is nothing more than an earthquake rolling down the right, road. Right, exactly. Wobbly boxes is the gent I used to work for say. I like it. So on your wobbly box, you're carrying a sheet of glass on top of your roof. Yeah. I'll stop there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, think, I think it's <laughs> pretty, pretty self-explanatory. Correct. So we had a chance to talk several times because I was like a, a moth to light seeing your booth and, and all of the line. And on the other products, you have complete solutions. So you don't just sell, here's a panel, thank you very much, good luck. So not only do we design the systems for them, for you, and install them, but we also have, a customer came up with this term, we have what's called the, in quotes, no trips to the hardware store installation <laughs> Oh, I like that. So we take a look at your particular application. We help you to design a system that meets your needs and wants without blowing past the, what's the term called? Overshooting what it is that you're trying to do. So not only do we do that, but we make sure that the systems are expandable but if you want to do it yourself or have somebody where you live install it, keep in mind these are flexible panels. I can roll them up and put them in a box. Right. Along with charge controllers, along with inverters. We drop ship the batteries because they're so heavy. But we can put all of the pieces down to every single piece of wire, battery lug, heat shrink, so we can build your jumper cables for your batteries and you buy a dollar's worth of 4-aught cable instead of a roll of 25 feet for $250, of which you're gonna use four feet of. So yeah, we cool. have everything in stock and we can build a kit specifically for you and your application to install it yourself without any trips to the hardware store. Well, not only that, but let's be honest, solar is nifty. And I think even a nerd like myself has some idea, maybe a good idea or not. But the fact that you make one call, you design this system, it shows up and you, you know, it's like those old plastic model kits glue the fender on here and, and you, it will look like a car. <laughs> right. So one of the things that we've gained quite the reputation for is that we demystify solar. 
typically when people are talking to others about solar, they say, oh, well, yeah, yeah, here's your bill. We'll make it work, but this is what it's gonna cost yeah. you. We educate you on every component necessary, so we take the mystery out of it, so you actually know what pieces are going into your solar system, what to look at, how to self-diagnose if something were to happen. So we take the, we demystify it, and we educate you to the level so that you understand what's happening at all times with your solar system. I like that. So it's a, it's a simple solution, but you can really go crazy with big batteries, huge amounts of solar energy, and just putting the package together so that you're not overtaxing a component, uh, so that you have the right components. And as an independent seller, you also know, hey, these charge controllers or these panels or these batteries are better than the others because I don't get, I don't have to replace them all the time. Right. So on that note, I do carry a variety of products. So we engineer the system at your price point for your needs. We'll tell you that we're not the cheapest solution in town. We don't use knockoff products. We use Victron for our inverters and charge controllers. We use Lion Energy and other well-known brands of batteries for the battery storage. We use nothing but 100% American-made copper. So you know that the copper meets the spec. It's not something bought offline from a Chinese company. But you were talking about you can do as much solar as you want. Something else that we do is we do simple lick and stick. In other words, peel the backing off and stick it to the roof of your coach. But not like licking a 9-volt battery. No. <laughs> That's probably bad. Nor should you lick a solar panel when it's in the sun. No, no. I bet not. Okay. No, it'd be a shocking experience. <laughs> you light up my light. <laughs> so we also do simple battery charger systems. So if all you want to do is maintain the batteries in your coach, we can sell you a 50-watt panel with a small charge controller that you hook up, and that, that $400 kit will keep your batteries charged. So if all you want to do is charge your batteries, as a matter of fact, you've seen my panel that all it does is charge a cell phone, but you can roll it up and put it in your pocket. If you want to charge just a cell phone or keep your batteries charged or run two or three air conditioners and your residential refrigerator, we've got a solution to fit. We have to talk to understand what your lifestyle is, how you go about using your components, then we help you decide the size of system, the quantity of components, number of batteries, by example, and how to put it together. So again, we de demystify it and we work with you one-on-one. -on -one. We don't just say choose package A, B, or C. We custom build each system for everybody's desires and needs. Yeah, I was, as I said, I was very impressed meeting and speaking with you, and that's why I really wanted our audience to you know, a lot of, I think, people who we talk to are very interested in adopting solar on different levels. Just being able to have someone to say, okay, this is what I want to accomplish, and you can speak English, you can translate from nerd to normal, and help people <laughs> accomplish this. And that really uh, impressed me. Right. And I'm also technology or manufacturer agnostic to a point. I won't buy cheap stuff and sell you cheap stuff. I buy the premier products available in the industry today. But the point is, is that if you've already got batteries, fine. If you wanna use a particular product that I don't carry, fine. We will engineer and incorporate those products 
The point is, is that we can take you from having 15 different sources of products around the world to supplying you with a one-stop complete solution, explain to you how it's going to work, tell you how to install it, and get a solar system completed. I like it. Well, Brian, thank you so much for spending some time with us, and we'll put a link to how to find you on our show notes. But what's the best way to find you? Okay, there's a couple of ways to find me. Online, www.solaradvantageaz.com. Email me at bhills at solaradvantageaz.com. Believe it or not, pick up the phone. What? And call me. Use the what? (laughs) Directly at 520-991-4007. Or text me. Sounds good. Well, we encourage our audience to do so. I think your solutions really, I I like your approach and, and the way you think. Me too. (laughs) Thank you, guys. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you for your time. Traveling with your RV is the best way to get around. Yeah, but you want to do it safely, so using your phone's GPS can lead you down some potentially dangerous places. For sure. That's why we love RV Trip Wizard, part of the RV Life Suite, which lets you plan your journeys before you go, And then use the RV Life app on your phone or tablet to safely navigate your journey. Yeah, you can set parameters such as how far you like to travel in a day, how many miles you can go between fuel stops, and even read reviews of campgrounds. It also takes into account the size of your RV and more. Then you can rest assured that your phone isn't going to lead you into trouble. If you have an RV, you need RV Trip Wizard. And we have a great deal for you. 25% off your annual subscription. Check it out on your discounts and deals page on stresslesscamping.com where you can listen to our interview with RV Life and learn about the whole RV Life suite and save your RV while you save on an RV Life subscription. Now Now that's Stressless Camping. We are back and we wanted to highlight this week's campground which is Verde Ranch, where we had the RV Miles gathering. And we were there for... We were there for nine days. Yeah, nine days. We It was the longest that we were camped or parked in one spot on this yes. whole trip. On any trip ever. Yeah. It's the longest we've ever camped. <laughs> wow. And they, uh, Verde Ranch is a relatively new RV park. Everything is brand new. It's flat level sites that are decent sized. It's all rock. So you roll onto the rock. (laughs) (laughs) They have a lot of amenities there. So it's a, what do they call that? A resort, RV resort? I think it's called an RV resort. And it has a, like a clubhouse where you can hang out. They have a pool table and a shuffleboard and just a lot of places to sit around and gather in a big fireplace. And then outside of that, there's a pool and two hot tubs. And they do a lot of activities. So I saw the kids doing a scavenger hunt. They tie-dyed like each Friday afternoon. And they have dive-in theater where they put a screen up near the pool. So you can swim and watch a movie at the same time. Yeah, the night that we saw that was Hocus Pocus because... Because it was Halloween. Yeah, it was Halloween. Mm -hmm. 
And they just really have a lot of activities. I know that the, we saw that you could, from there, you could rent a razor. We never found the time to do that. We really yeah, did so much stuff. We had a good time. So they have all these side-by-sides there. And I drove in, I'm like, oh, I'm doing that without question. <laughs> and then as I left on the ninth day, I'm like, oh, yeah, man, we never, I never did, did that. Did that. <laughs> <laughs> we were just really having a good time and meeting people. And so we'll just have to go back to do that. But one of the things, if you think of Arizona, this is going to sound terrible. So I apologize, Arizona. But I think of the desert. Like, you know, it's just a flat desert, right? But yet I've been all over Arizona and that's not at all the case. So if you're thinking, huh, where should I go? Arizona has a tremendous amount of beautiful places to go. Right. We've talked quite a bit about different places along Route 66, which are kind of the northern route through Arizona. We have been across there a couple of times now and once really quickly and once very you know a lot more slowly so that we could actually see what we wanted to see this month we've spent a little more time in the southern and central part of the state and you're right it's not flat it's not just sand yeah <laughs> last week we talked about yavapai campground which was up in the mountains it was you know it's dry camping basically but just i mean the perfect mountain camping right mm -hmm. and especially it was late october and the temps were at night they were cold and in the day they charged up all our solar and so it was it was terrific it was beautiful and then of course we also spoke of prescott last week well verde ranch is close also to Jerome, which is an old mining town that's almost effectively built on a hillside. It was a huge copper mine. And, oh, here comes an airplane. So Jerome is built on this hillside, almost vertical. I mean, it's like switchback roads. You do not want to bring your RV up there. But no. if you have a towed or a tow vehicle, that would be okay. There's all these little shops and stores. One of the things absolutely not to miss to me is Bobby D's barbecue. Oh my goodness. It was so, that was so good. good. I had this brisket plate and to me they serve it the way you're supposed to serve it. It came out with no sauce on the meat. The meat was just smoked. It was perfectly smoked. Mm -hmm. There was a brick of cornbread <laughs> and their beans I think had a bunch of bacon in them. Yeah, or so. other meat, yeah. And then the sauces were available. There were five different sauces. Yeah, there sauces. were five sauces, I think. And they were all good. <laughs> yeah, but my favorite, which surprised me, was the mustard sauce. Yes. So there's a mustard-based barbecue I don't know why sauce. that would surprise you. You like mustard a lot. I guess so. <laughs> well, I, I figured it would be one of their more traditional barbecue sauces, and one of those was oh, right. uh, jalapeno. Yeah. No, it was the mustard sauce, so, yeah, but, you it know, was teach good. their own. Another fun place that I love to visit, and you kind of had to tie my hands behind my back while ah. I did it, <laughs> was a store called Mooey Christmas and Other Things. And it's a Christmas store, primarily. Yeah. They had quite a bit of also some Halloween stuff on clearance because it was right after Halloween. But they have ornaments and Santas and 
trees and just everything Christmas. Peggy has boy, a oh boy. Huge, <laughs> yeah. Peggy has a giant collection of Santa Clauses. And at our sticks and bricks, this is nuts, but we put up seven Christmas trees. Yeah, we uh, like Christmas. So a we kind of dig Christmas a little bit. <laughs> Even though Halloween's our favorite holiday, Christmas ain't far behind. Right. And so there were some great stuff in there. We didn't buy anything this time, but there's things I'm, we're still thinking about. Right. Also in that same area is Jerome State Park, which houses the Douglas Mansion. And the Douglas Mansion is the mansion built by the dude who ran the mine essentially it's a big fancy house as mansions tend to be <laughs> but it's neat because there's all kinds of history in it now they the family gifted it to the state and now you can take tours of the douglas mansion and see you know a little bit of how they live they had this vacuum i was most fascinated by <laughs> the vacuum cleaner they had a central vacuum system that was they're from the early teens of last century, like 1916 or something like that. Well, I guess that would be the later teens. But anyway, <laughs> they had a central vacuum system and then they showed some of the knob and tube wiring and, and just the infrastructure of this house was fascinating to me. Peggy saw a lot of rocks. I did. You know, one of the old bedrooms was the rock room and including in the closet was where you could turn on a black light and you could see all the fluorescing rocks and... So I spent uh, probably more time in there than most people do, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it was just a neat thing. But the interesting thing is this Camp Verde is really close. What was it, an hour to Jerome? Or less, yeah. Yeah, probably less. An hour to Sedona. It actually was only an hour and a half or so to Prescott, which right. is, we didn't go there because we had come from there but if you were in Camp Verde for quite some time and you were making day trips one of those day trips could be Prescott. Yeah it's really central to a lot of super cool stuff including Montezuma Castle. Right so that's like a 20 room five-story apartment built into the hillside. Yeah by Native Americans. Yes so it's really really interesting. The Sinagua tribe is the one who built this, and they built it into caves in the rock. There's this giant apartment building built into the side of the cliffs there. It's just impressive, and more so, what was it, like seven, eight hundred years ago is when they believe the people, the inhabitants, left mm -hmm. for, and they don't know why right they don't know why they don't really know where they went like if they merged into other tribes or if they went somewhere else and became kind of became another tribe that we don't recognize as being the same tribe yeah but it's trippy but it's this giant building and all these holes in the rocks that i think some are natural and it seems like the perfect vantage point to protect you and your family but the other thing is there's a river and trees it's really lush there and this was october november mm -hmm. when we went mm -hmm. and there's still water which is better we can save for northern california <laughs> you know it wasn't like it had rained recently so it was a seemed like an idyllic place to live right so they'd make ladders and they'd climb up to the apartments and so they were up there they were safe from predator animals they were able to look down on the valley and see if there were any invading 
other people coming after them. But then they could go down during the day and farm in that valley where the river is. And they just really had a great life, I think, there. But still, nobody knows why they left. Yeah. But anyway, the point being, there's a lot in that area to see and do. And we really, really liked it. Definitely worth taking a look and doing some camping there. Yeah, absolutely. And Tony mentioned Sedona. We have talked about Sedona, I think, three other episodes <laughs> because we, we like it a lot. And so when we get a chance to go through there, we talk about it. And if you check out the show notes, I'll have some links to the episodes that we have already given all of our report on Sedona. Yeah, I don't think there's much more we could say about it <laughs> other than go. Our gadget this week is sort of something we already had. We didn't right. have to go out and get this. I was making chili, and one of the things I like to do when I make chili is let it sit. Typically, I'll use a crock pot or right. something like that, where it sits over low heat for a long period of time. So I cook the different meats I put in till they're finished, and then add my tomato sauce and you know just all of that stuff the vegetables for lack of a better description and then let it simmer for four to yeah, six the hours pot, yeah we let it go for a really long time yeah so typically obviously the easy thing in the crock pot is you plug it in you walk away you come back bing bang boom you got chili <laughs> well we don't have a crock pot with us and i was thinking about this how would you do this if you were boondocking and you wanted to make something crock potty <laughs> pot-ish let's maybe pot-ish yeah, not potty yeah, oh yeah you don't want yeah yeah don't make anything crock potty yeah crock pot-ish <laughs> and so we have those magma pans we'll put a link to those but they're a nesting pan they're all stainless steel and they're really high quality and i thought well what if i make effectively a double boiler so I filled one of the large flat pans with water and then another pan, since they nest, just sits on top of that and it worked perfectly. Yeah. It was, in fact, it was one of the better chilies I've made. <laughs> I was really happy with it. We used the propane stove in the RV and just let it sit there on the stovetop and it, the temp was right you know you always want to make sure your temps are right when you're cooking mm -hmm. another option would have been to put the pot of chili in the oven at a low temperature and Manya has made pulled pork that way that's true and mm -hmm. we'll put a link to that so that was the other option but, you know, we have a really small kitchen, and I use that oven for storage a lot, and I didn't want to take all that stuff out. Yeah, there was that. Anyway, it was uh, our gadget of the week is a surprise double boiler that we didn't know we had. Right. That's also sort of a crock pot. Yeah. So, speaking of potty... <laughs> <laughs> wow. Now that... That was an unexpected that's a, segue. That's a $5 transition right there. Ooh, doggies. Last week, <laughs> on our question of the week, we asked how long you can camp without having to empty your black tank. Yeah. And most of the people who responded kind of give us a report of about five days to a week, <clears throat> depending on how much they eat. <laughs> <laughs> or drink. Our answer used to be four or five days. However, we just said that we spent the longest time we've ever spent in one place yep. at... Verde Ranch, 
and we were there for nine days. And just because we could experiment and yeah. we had a backup plan of being able to dump. Yeah, backup plan being the <laughs> operative term. We experimented and we actually made it the entire nine days on one black tank. Yeah, okay, so you have to know there are two people in the camper Yep. and we have a 30 gallon black tank and we didn't do anything out of the ordinary. We didn't go up to the bathhouse and use those potties. Nope. We were in camp. A lot of the time. We did a couple of day trips, but we were in camp most of the time. Yeah, so it got the full brunt of, you know. <laughs> the full nine know. days of use. Yeah. <laughs> and so I was just blown away. Nine days on 30 gallons. So there you go. So that's a way to see how far you can push the tanks in your RV is go to a full hookup site and fully hook up, but, but just keep going until you can't go anymore right now you you know we've made the same recommendation if people feel like they want to learn how to boondock we've suggested that they go to a place where there's full hookups and just don't use the hookups so they can see how long or how easy or how you know if they like doing it without having the hookups and so that's that's pretty much what we did now the, our gray tank is a completely different story yes it is <laughs> our gray tank is 30 gallons also and we can't go more than three days with right. that. However, right. we will talk about a gadget that helps us out yes. next week. Yes, next week we'll uh, talk about that gadget. Yeah, we have a, a new gadget that we got that will alleviate that. So now <laughs> it looks like we could stay out much longer than we were able to in the past. Right. Which we dig. The question for this week is, I would love for you all to tell me this season's best camping memory. What happened this year for you that was just something that you're never going to forget? I have been trying to figure out what my answer is going to be, and we honestly have had so many amazing surprises this year. It's going to be hard for me to pick a favorite. That's not a bad thing, though. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Anyway, you can answer those questions and find more at our fun and friendly Stressless Camping Podcast Facebook group. And you can get to that Facebook group by going to StresslessCamping.com and jumping off to that group or our Facebook page or all the other places that we are in the social world. Yep. And also, while you're at StresslessCamping.com, if it's your first time there, welcome. You'll probably get a pop-up that says, would you like to join our newsletter? We only send it once a week, and in that newsletter is stories, videos, links to things that we think will be of interest to you, just to get the most of the RV experience. But we never share that information with anybody, and it's only once a week. You know, I, I hate spam too. Well, I don't hate spam because I've eaten it a lot on this trip. It's an unfortunate word that email decided to use for, <laughs> yeah, for but, junk mail. But we, we do hate the email spam. For sure. The other thing that you can do while you're on our website is to check out the discounts and deals page for all the best deals on the things you'll need on your stressless camping adventure, including, as you heard in our new ad, a 25% discount on RV life. Yeah. And of course, if you don't want to miss a future episode of the Stressless Camping Podcast, it's free. It's free to subscribe on any podcast catcher, and we're saving you a seat around our virtual campfire. Yeah, and don't forget a review will help others find this podcast. And the more listeners we have, the better the deals and discounts and guests we can get for you. So Indeed. in advance, thank you. And most of all, happy, happy camping. camping. We hope you learned a lot, had some fun, 
and got some tips for your next stressless camping adventure. We're honored by your reviews on Apple Podcasts, which helps others find us too. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss out on the adventure. And we look forward to your joining us next week. Until then, happy camping!